Hello, welcome to the RTV Chit Chat, Raising the Village informal podcast. Raising the Village or RTV is a non-profit organization that partners with last mile communities in rural Uganda to end ultra-poverty in our generation. I am your host, Modasir Govule, RTV's communications officer in Uganda. In this podcast, we will explore various topics about the work we do, have interesting conversations with our stakeholders and share our experiences of working in partnership with last mile communities. Supporting our partner communities to build their productive livestock assets is part of our program model. We provide livestock inputs to our community partners as well as essential training in partnership with the local government. And we also establish community-led structures to provide ongoing guidance to the entire community. Today, we are having a conversation with Ibrahim Lukenge, Raising the Village Veterinary Officer. Ibra understands and speaks the language of animals. He knows when an animal is seeking medical attention or when they are doing well. He is the reason many households have been able to successfully multiply their livestock, which is a supplementary source of income to crop production. Ibra, can you briefly tell us what your day of work is like? With raising the village? I do a couple of things at raising the village. I do to prepare training manuals uh, that I use everywhere in all trainings for the communities, for the sub-county vets, and uh, in all trainings, community care and, and management. I also do uh, other things like, uh, you know, preparing uh, animals that are going to be distributed maybe to the clusters. Um, I do carry out verifications. I do carry out distributions. I do also interact with the government with the organizations, uh, with the organization, specifically RTV, uh, in uh, relations on how work should progress. Um, what's, what's in these manuals that you're talking about? They are, the manuals are organized in a way that they uh, touch based on the components that we would like the communities to improve as they are looking after their animals. For example, we look at uh, the housing, we look at uh, the, the dimensions, if they are to construct ties for their animals, how should they feed their animals, signs of ill health, for example, if their animals fall sick, and what they should do. So the manual is a bit detailed as it comes to explanation, but as in wording, it is a, a bit limited and it's brief. Oh, that's interesting. Um, why is livestock important in rural households and how does it benefit the community? Uh, livestock, majorly, it is a source of income to these communities. Because uh, when you look at maybe a young piglet, in the rural setup, it costs around 60,000. That's one month and a half to two months. When you go to the urban setup, it becomes the cost increases, maybe a hundred thousand shillings, Ugandan money. And, and that, is, that is great income. And you know, uh, these are, for example, if there are pigs that we specifically give, they always give birth to high rates. Like one can give birth to 13. And if you put into calculations, 13 plus maybe 60 in the rural setup, you find this farmer all the beneficiaries having a lot of income. So uh, specifically, it is a, a good income, source of income to these communities, the target communities. 
And um, in relation to agriculture, it is a source of manure. Like when you, 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 you get the droppings, the fecal matter from the animals, you uh, keep them for some time. It, it is a good source of manure. Um, urine and, uh, and, uh, and the dung, they are so important in all crops. So with agriculture, you increase their income by providing manure. And um, still these animals do help a lot in a provision of food. Like in a village setup or in rural setups, you find that maybe other types of meat are too expensive. So for these animals we do provide, the communities get source of food. You mentioned uh, how uh, livestock is important, how it also helps uh, the, our partner communities in agriculture. So, uh, and something that caught my eye, the manure bits. So do you train um, these participants of these different programs on how to apply the manure? Because I understand if you use it the way it is, it can instead spoil the, 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 the soil. It's one of the major things we look at as we are training. There is a, a component of organic manure. So uh, this organic manure composes of all things that come from animals and maybe some plants that are added in, but specifically it's the urine. We look at urine and we look at the fecal matter. So we run through a couple of trainings with the communities to show them how you can prepare it so that it does not cause harm or effect to the crops. But if it is applied direct from animals, then it will spoil the crops. So those are some of the trainings that we run for them to have the good manure. Raising the village has an interesting methodology for livestock distribution called the revolving password methodology. Can you tell us what it entails? Why is it effective and how it ensures peer-to-peer -peer accountability? Raising the village has that methodology of uh, revolving pass on and it's it's working so effective because uh, when we give out animals there are initial processes that we go through uh, I'll not take you back to where we start with the procurement processes uh, with the verifications I'll only switch and start from where we distribute the animals to the communities we target those that are so poor those that are ultra poor maybe if it's women households uh, the women-headed households, and maybe if they are the youth households, then at the end of the day, we come up with those percentages and we give them those specific animals. So um, after giving them the animals, we have what we call the primary beneficiaries. <clears throat> From the primary beneficiaries, then those are given animals at the start, at the initial stages, for example, the distributions after verifying the animals are okay, they are healthy, give them to the primary beneficiaries. In the process, as to why it is effective, there is constant monitoring with the project assistants and the project officers responsible for those certain clusters after we've grouped the villages. Those people do close monitoring and there is special teams of people we do work with the committees, the local, uh, the local council committees, the LC ones, and uh, the VLTs, the village livestock teams, and uh, officers themselves from raising the village. So they help a big role in monitoring and uh, you know 
keeping in touch with the communities, knowing uh, which animals have given birth, knowing which animals are yet uh, ready to pass on. And for example, if it reaches one and a half, two months, communities start calling in. So we, we always get in touch with them and know when to pass on and where to pass on. Thank you very much, Ibra. Um, you mentioned village livestock teams. Um, who are they and why are they important? As raising the village, we saw a need. Um, you give out livestock to the communities. Uh, we also uh, accompany the animals with drugs and we also give them feeds for a startup as to, to, get, to get adaptability to the environment where they are going. So uh, in the wrong run, you see, if you give out communities drugs and they don't know how to use the drugs, they're not even equipped on what is the use of this drug. It is, at the end of the day, it might become harmful. So we came up with a program of training a special group of people, two, two people per village, uh, which, is, which is so effective and it is working well. These people are trained and after the training, they have basic skills on administering drugs uses of drugs, uh, which drug to use uh, at which time, maybe, which disease. So those are the special people who help in administering drugs, giving first aid, giving information about births and everything that happens in communities with livestock. Um, interesting. How do the local government workers and community leaders contribute to promoting uh, this live livestock production? Uh, livestock uh, is, is, you know, it's always teamwork in a combination of groups to, to make our work move and to, to show excellence. One, uh, these government officials, uh, the local government, for example, if they are CDOs, for example, if they are sub-county vets, these people do a great part in, a, for example, if they, are, uh, if they are vets, they help a lot in monitoring also, uh, because these are their communities we work in. We, have, we don't have independent communities. We do work with them. So they help in monitoring, they help in advising. Most of the trainings, we do refreshers with them uh, and they go and spread that information to the communities out there. Uh, you, know, you know, you cannot be everywhere. So most of the things we do and they help us. Um, what are some of the challenges associated with livestock production and how do you address them with uh, raising the village? For example, the outbreaks, it's quite challenging and it's somehow hard and tricky, though we always do, uh, we do handle it. Uh, we contain the outbreaks. We always do, uh, for example, if it was an outbreak of a disease contagious and communicable, there are some diseases that spread wild and uh, they are so, uh, um, they, they cause a lot of mortality rates. The death is so high in a short time. Uh, for example, we have African swine fever. If that disease came up and, and, and you know, we did all the blood samples, we tested, and the animals are positive with the disease, maybe the carcasses and what, we always do a ring burn method, uh, controlling communities from not moving their animals. For example, if it is a village, we, we do burn animal movements in that certain village, we do ban animal slaughters. We do ban our visitors from visiting farms and a lot of things if it is an outbreak. So we have a quarantine protocol that we always activate 
in terms of outbreaks. But uh, outbreaks are not the only challenges. Uh, we also have other challenges, like maybe uh, animals having accidents. There's some, uh, some to, to some extent, there's some reckless farmers. You know, someone takes an animal for maybe mating and is still tying that, that animal. So sometimes that can cause an animal to break the leg. So we are also training them and sensitizing them to avoid accidents. Maybe during construction of the styes, someone leaves a gap down where the animal can step and break the leg. So we are trying to uh, flow more light on those things I mentioned. Like for example, if there are animal accidents, we are trying to put all possible means on how they can control the accidents. Um, some communities have a lower adoption, maybe to the trainings, you might find you've trained communities how to feed the animals. And at the end of the day, you find someone having animals fed on what you prohibited them. So, uh, you know, adoption is a process and it takes some time, but uh, I'm very sure as we go on, that one is being worked upon. We are trying to tell them the dangerous and harmful feeds to their animals. So uh, with time, I know they will cope up and get to learn which feeds they shouldn't give to their animals and the best ones that they can feed. Um, since we work in the last mile communities, uh, a lot of things happen there. Like for example, uh, lack of suitable drug shops. Uh, we have special teams of the VLTs. Maybe they have mastered training. They have good knowledge about the drugs, but the access to buy drugs is becoming a challenge to them. Though they know that they have that knowledge and they can treat but the, the access to buying the good drugs is becoming a challenge. So what we do as Raising the Village, we have targeted those groups, the well-organized ones that can raise funds. We do help them to uh, maybe connect them to people who can provide them good drugs. Our methodology works very well, like you know, containing animals in specific areas, indoors, it is helping a lot to control most of the challenges. Thank you. Interesting, Ibra. Um, I, I've learned quite a lot from uh, this discussion, and I want to thank you for making time and uh, chatting with us and our audience that is listening in right now. Um, I think that will be it for now. Thank you. Much. Have a good day. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you want to find out more about our work, we encourage you to visit our website or follow us on our social media channels. Our website and socials are linked in the description box below. Thanks again for listening. We hope you'll join us again next time.